Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. It's the 448 Howard Beck. Welcome back to uh, the Low Post on. Um, no, how does he start a show? We should be able to start. We should be able. To and now the Low Post. <laughs> welcome back to the no. Low Post. Welcome to. Welcome to the Low Post podcast. And then uh, no dunks is. What up, sweet world? Good, Good morning. morning, sweet world. Good morning, sweet Good morning, world. sweet world. Bill Simmons is like, hey, we recorded this on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a sunny 80 degrees outside. Here with uh, Jackie McMullen. <laughs> Jackie, tell me about Tatum. And uh, <laughs> press box. David? I actually love the press <laughs> box. <laughs> their, their show is actually so formulaic where you can just... <laughs> you can read... David? Like, like, one after the other after the other. Like, it's so to a T for uh, its segments. And now's the time where I... Uh, the, was it I the, hit you with a strained pun headline. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Oh. That's so good. But this is Game of Runs. What's up? It's Game of Runs here on 101.5 UMFM. We're back. We're back. It's been a while. Our last episode was um, regretfully the the Kobe episode. And here we are. A day after. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are the day of recording. We're not recording live today, but recording a little bit early. Uh, the on the day of the celebration of life for both uh, Kobe and uh, Gianna, and I was I was lucky to catch at least the the back half of of MJ's speech and a little bit of uh, Shaquille O'Neal's just now. But I mean, even just looking out in the crowd of, I mean, Staples Center was was full, like definitely packed. But just seeing obviously the, the Shaq and Kobe, and then. I mean, you name any Laker from from past or present, uh, they're they're all there. Steph Curry's there, Draymond Green's there. I saw James Harden, Russell Westbrook there. Uh, obviously, Adam Silver. I mean, just the the amount of people that Kobe's life has touched is um, is actually just impossible to even fathom. And that's just in one arena, but I mean across the world, for sure. But from everything I saw, it seems like I, I love how they call it a celebration of life as well because uh, Michael Jordan even had everyone laughing, making fun of the crying face meme because he was bawling on uh, giving his speech. He was I just, did see just that. Bawling. Yeah, just walking out of the house, seeing MJ with tears on his face. It's like, this is a very, I don't know if I could do this at, I, I think it started at 1030 in the morning our time or maybe 10 our time. Uh, that was about noon uh, Californian time. And I would be running in and out of my house, just taking care of some things. And my dad was watching. I was able to chime in and, or, or at least tune in, see a little bit, very little of Vanessa Bryant, very little of Diana Taurasi, actually. Um, but it, it was really actually amazing to see the amount of faces they flashed to. And uh, right. how many people are like, this is not like one of those, oh, I want to be here for the op. It's like, oh, I want to be here because that's Kobe. It, it, that's the very cool aspect of it. We're like, oh, obviously, there's a little celebrity to it, but you're you're in Los Angeles paying homage to one of the greatest basketball influencers of ever, without a doubt. Yeah, ton, tons of private jets were obviously taken. I, I know uh, 
Tim McMahon was talking about how the three guys from Houston, PG Tucker added to uh, the Westbrook Harden group, uh, took a private jet this morning, going to fly right back to play New York tonight. So I imagine they're not alone as far as other NBA players that are there that may not even come up on the broadcast, right? Like they are kind of going face by face by face by face. But man, uh, for for those that got up and spoke, uh, I mean, what an incredible uh, challenge uh, to do that. And from everything we saw, like I actually can't wait to to not only listen and watch Vanessa's, but I had no idea Tarasi was going to get up and speak. That's yeah. fantastic as well. I really can't wait to uh, kind of take them all in uh, in full and just kind of get uh, those words from them because, I mean, it's actually I, I feel like the being a month removed now. It's both. It seems like it's been much longer than a month, but it also yeah. seems like it happened yesterday in a weird way. Yeah, it's still very fresh. Yeah. Uh, I, I take it it won't feel like it's been a while ago until the season ends. That's probably right. Just given the weight of, of what it means to basketball and culture in general. So it's going to take some time for sure. And um, I think I think definitely LeBron is going to be carrying... You know, I I was talking a bit. Actually, we had one of our uh, West Coast homies out uh, from Livestock, Leon. Uh, he came through here to help us with our Livestock party this weekend. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Uh, officially, uh, grand opening party. A uh, month and a half, two months late, but we're here. Uh, and uh, can be happy to be here. But uh, Leon was a big help. Same with AC. Shouts AC from Toronto. Um, and we were kind of just uh, spitting hoop uh, together. That should be your tagline. Spitting hoop? Yeah, game of runs. Just spitting hoop. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty we, nice. We might have birthed something. <laughs> yeah, there. that's pretty good. <laughs> um, and we are just spitting hoop. And uh, we ended up bringing up like, yeah, like the Kobe situation kind of changed the entire, it, it swung the pendulum of the league into a totally different direction. Even though the ball was up in the air, it still is up in the air. Who's going to win the title? This kind of like put it in a very heavier emotional perspective. And uh, LeBron James... I hate to make every podcast about LeBron, but if we're talking about Kobe Bryant, a GOAT status player, we do have to talk about LeBron James, especially because he's on the Lakers. He inherited the Lakers um, in its current state. And he obviously fumbled the China situation. Um, So did three quarters of the league. That's very, that is my biased perspective on it. And I don't, I'm not sure there was a right way to address that situation. Um, I just disagreed with how it was addressed and uh, so did many other people. But how LeBron responded to the situation that happened with Kobe and Gianna and uh, the other lives lost, it, it once again showed that LeBron is still the most qualified to be the face of the league because of his way with words and how he could basically carry a situation that's extremely tough. So Yeah, I think he nailed it. And... Kind of, you're kind of tiptoeing around it, but he's he's the main character of the NBA story until he decides he's not. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, for better or for worse, right? I mean, no one thought he would be contending at at this age, but he's I don't want to say better than ever, but my goodness, I mean, he's still right up there, and I have myself really actually cheering for them. I would love yep. for them to win the title this year, and does that have to do with Kobe? Yeah, it does. It's it's just kind of one of those things that not only do they have a great team, I've always just enjoyed LeBron and watching him. I 
try not to take um, f- take him for granted for a second that we're in our prime basketball watching years watching one of the greatest of all time play. Yeah. And uh, for for him to do it in L.A. Uh, on for Kobe this year, I think would be really really special. Um, maybe it doesn't have to be within the league. Um, even for yourself, man. Like, how has and I, I don't want to make this any more grandiose than it needs to be, but how how has your life changed in the past month with Kobe considering? Who twenty twenty has been tough in general. Um, we lost a member, a uh, former member of the Winnipeg basketball community, uh, rest in peace, Calvin Ferguson, um, and uh, you know one of my closest uncles uh, passed away in February. Um, on top of that, and then you know losing my dog last week, uh, R.I.P. Cujo, uh, greatest ball chaser of all time. Um, it's been a it's been a year of loss for me personally. Um, there is one photo I have with myself and Kelvin at a bowling uh, at my birthday party, um, where we were at a glow bowling. Um, classic, just classic twelve year old <laughs> birthday yeah. party. Um, but it's, it's a couple homies in there, and you see me and Kelvin right beside each other. Kelvin scratching his face. I'm about to cut a cake and I'm wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey. I've had to look at that photo twice and think about loss. No doubt. So it's been kind of like a really introspective, like, you know, I, I, I've dealt with mental health issues before and depression and the like and anxiety a lot. Um, I feel like I'm past it or as past it that I can be right now, but I am deeply sad this year. It's okay to be sad. It's very okay to be sad. If you're not embracing your sadness, uh, you're not appreciating happiness when it truly comes. Um, so the Kobe situation was what really tipped me over um, for the first bit where it's like, oh yeah, this is, you know, a lot of, a lot of stresses work and life adding up. And um, the outpouring of support and how people have uh, embraced Mamba mentality and the ridiculousness of uh, um, maybe his work ethic and how they kind of re-celebrated working hard uh you said it in our last podcast he made working hard be be cool even to a point of like extreme uh dedication commitment almost to detriment at times addiction um but seeing people come together who maybe weren't necessarily kobe fans but respected or who weren't necessarily basketball fans but respected or who knows what it's like to lose a hero all of that um, people came together for that. So in the past month, we've seen that and like the basketball community kind of came together and um, just people who who know that their homies are basketball fans reaching out. It showed that people care. That's what mattered to me in this past month. Yeah, I mean, that's that was super well said. And I couldn't agree more, especially that, that like jumping off that last point, I think it really big tragedies like this can have a silver lining of kind of really bringing everyone back down to their priorities yeah in in a very positive way and that kind of trickles into just being in a very general sense kind to one another yeah you know and i feel like kobe has been one of those for lack of a better term celebrity deaths that just hit so far and wide across this world that maybe you don't even have to be a basketball fan. Like people just know Kobe, 
he's one of those one name people, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's Kobe. And for someone's life to be taken away in an instant that quickly and something that he would be doing every other day up in the helicopter, it, it really just kind of knocks you back and think it's, and, and helps you think about not only what's important in life, but what's not important. You know, yeah. all these little trivial things, whether it's a, a disagreement or a, a minor annoyance that we all deal with day after day after day. I feel like this last month for me has been, that has just kind of been absolutely muted. Yeah. Because I just keep thinking of like, life can just be taken away from you in a snap. And, and it was for somebody that so many people know. And I'm hoping, and I kind of feel that with, I mean, my inner circle for sure, uh, but even just in the periphery, like even at the gym, I, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, I saw lots of eights and 24s in the gym that, that week after kind of thing. But maybe I'm telling this to myself and it's okay if I'm just living in my own little world because it, it works, but I feel like this just overwhelming feeling of more kindness and just uh, a more positive human interaction, whether it's holding the door for somebody or letting somebody in in traffic, all these like little things. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's because I've been trying to focus on those myself the past month, but uh, I think Kobe's passing and Gianna, of course, um, I think it just hit on just such a, a massive human, like worldwide level that it was just impossible to ignore. And hopefully that trickled down into just little day-to-day things like I was explaining. Yeah. And Hey, uh, the little things, uh, like, uh, like being petty, you know, like you mentioned, like, yeah, those things, um, just any, any sort of traumatic experience will help you rethink things and to not be connected to basketball and understand that, uh, losing Kobe Bryant is a traumatic experience. You, you know, as with any traumatic experience, uh, no matter how small or big, if it greatly affects someone, you should treat it with seriousness or, uh, a, a, you know, be delicate around it and see how people respond to it. And At least it, some empathy, right? Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. There you go. Empathy. That's a good word. And uh, I, I, I feel that a bit too, where, uh, you know, I'm having non-basketball fan friends start saying Kobe around me as like uh, when they they started doing jump shots of their garbage into trash cans. Oh, you got it. Yes, exactly. And and they asked to make sure, like, hey, is that okay? I'm like, yeah. dude, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's more okay than ever now. Yeah, yeah straight let's up. do it. Keep it alive. Yeah. So uh, that's what I like to see, uh, that people have, at least in our circles, uh, you know, people know us as basketball guys, um, have responded in absolute kindness. Without and we can only hope to repay that to... Uh, I don't know, karma, the world, just be good people. True. So, yeah. True, true, true. I've also started a Mamba workout. I uh, I shared my yes. note with you. Uh, I I looked at it. I just, I my eyebrows raised. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, good luck with that, dude. And I just went back to work. It's 81 shots. 81 shots. It's 81 shots just all by yourself. Okay. It's It, start, it starts like a normal warm-up. It's 20 swishes in the key. Okay. 20 swishes. That's 20 shots already. 10 fadeaways from either baseline. So that's 20 again. You're halfway done. 40. Okay. In between all of these, there's there's two free throws. You got to hit both. You got to hit both or you just start over. You got to get two in a Ooh. row. 
Two in a row. So that's times ten, five. That's the, that's ten more. So we're at Achille- fifty right now. The, those are the true Achilles heel, if you will, of the workout. It's tough. Oh, it's tough man. because I could be at the line for a while. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do two swishes in a row, which takes feels, even longer. Feels good. Uh, the next set of twenty are just elbow pull-ups. So just off the dribble, whether it's a high screen you're pretending to take, or it's just a couple dribble on either elbow, ten each. There, you're already at sixty plus the ten uh, free throws. And then uh, the last 10 shots are off the dribble threes, which if you're lucky enough in a gym and you got two baskets to go on and you can go back and forth, get some cardio in, that is very, very hard. (laughs) Just pull up one after another. That is the most draining for sure. As someone who's done that like a bunch of times in his life, I'm immediately out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's it's so tough. I need to be in basketball shape in order to do this. And of course, the one is uh, just a throw it off the wall, allow only one bounce, and you just have to shoot it from there. Buzzer beater. Three, two, one. You throw it off the board or, or the wall, depending on where you are. That's that last shot. 81. Took me 50-plus minutes the first time. Second time, got it down to 39. Last time, 32. Nice. I'm getting better, getting better. It's it's the free throws, I swear. If, if the you free hit throws? two in a row and you're on to the next one, oh, a lot better. Uh, the Kobe workout, patent, uh, officially designed by Neil Noonan. We'll post that online. That's, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. I mean, it probably won't, but um, it's a thing for my life. For sure. Uh, with the celebration of life going on, uh, we hope you do get to that at some point, or at least catch the highlights. There's going to be many. Uh, there were quite a few giggles in each speech, uh, so we couldn't be more excited to uh, go over that a little more in depth next week. But uh, basketball does continue as uh, this tragedy did happen right smack dab in the middle of an NBA season. Uh, since our last episode, we had the trade deadline. We also had the NBA All-Star Weekend. And I have no idea what le- what current state the league is in. Other than that, Russell Westbrook is playing pretty good. That's the only thing I really. <laughs> that's all you know. That's the only thing I really know because I've seen I've seen a few clips of him just kind of talking shit from right. uh, with the reporters after. So um, that's the only thing I really know. Neil, in the past month of basketball, actual like NBA basketball season. What has happened? What has caught your eye? Okay, does the do the Morris brothers the more eye move the needle at all for a contending team? Oh yeah, the Clippers got one of them, right? Yeah, and then the Lakers got the other one. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So Markeith with a K okay. is over uh, in Lakerland, and uh, Marcus is uh, over with the Clippers. And as far as contenders making deadline moves, hey, that was pretty much it. Okay, if, like that was there. There really was nothing um the i would say clint capella and d'angelo russell were the biggest mo- names moved yeah. on deadline day one I, of the quieter ones yeah and you throw wiggins in there of course uh, those three were were kind of all moved i would say the deadline was was fairly quiet the i would say the russell wiggins one was probably the most like whoa look at this here we go and, uh, it was true destiny for that to happen. They spoke, without a doubt. They truly spoke that into existence. They absolutely did on yeah on either side. And uh, the more I think about it from the Warriors' point of view, the more I like it. So I'm really into that. Um, what you did miss is uh, the three point shootout was great. It ended up being uh, Buddy Heald winning on on a very last shot in what was kind of an incredible final with uh, Davis Bertans, uh, Devin Booker, and uh, Buddy Heald. The three-point shootout is just fantastic. They really can't ruin it. They even added two deep shots, the Mountain Dew Zone or something like that. 
and it and it still didn't take away from it at all. It was just it was really cool. It was that good. It was that good. Uh, the dunk contest, a lot of people think Aaron Gordon got robbed. I'm on the other side. I think Derrick Jones Jr. won that thing. Whoa. Yeah. I, I think if you look at all of the dunks, I think Aaron Gordon had some of my favorites for sure. But as a totality of, of uh, an event in all of their dunks, yeah, some of Derrick Jones Jr.'s dunks were kind of the same. He was basically doing like high-flying through the legs dunks from all different angles and over different people. I still think he won. He rightfully won. I don't really care if Dwayne Wade helped him win that with uh, giving Aaron Gordon a nine at the end. Whatever. Don't really care. Dunk contest was great. They fixed the all-star game. And you've probably heard trickles of this come into your life. The Elam scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Elam ending with uh, the, the 24 points in, in uh, pardon me, in uh, honor of Kobe. It just worked. It just worked, and it was fantastic. The, the final quarter was played commercial-free. For 39 Ooh. straight minutes, yeah, there was no stoppage. Okay, um, the real time basketball play uh, amount was played was 15 minutes ish, so a little more than 12, right? Okay. And the 10 best players on the court were, uh, sorry, on on the teams were were playing, and Kyle Lowry was taking charges at the <laughs> end. I, I've heard many things about this, yeah. Giannis was blocking LeBron James jump shots. Ooh. It was it was truly incredible. It was um it was riveting. It did not feel like an all-star game at all. It felt like these guys just were playing like to the death pickup hoop. Was it the best pickup game you've ever seen? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that's easy to say. I mean, I haven't I haven't watched a lot of pickup games. Yeah, I mean, well, the the best non-NBA basketball <laughs> yeah, like I non don't, I don't get out of Frank Kennedy very often. Yeah, but, fair uh, enough. Yeah, I, I think so for sure. It was, uh, I said probably audibly out loud six times, oh my God, they fixed it. They did it. Like, they fixed it. And I was getting excited enough where I'm like, they got to try this in the G League, Summer League. Like, they just, like, forget the time. It's so exciting to have them, like, have the game finish yeah, on a shot. You know when it's going to end. Yeah. yeah. And the free, like, ha- having it end on an Anthony Davis free throw uh, didn't really bother me as maybe I thought it might have like with, with the scale it's bound to happen yeah you know and uh, uh, Elam the Dr. Elam was on uh, Zach Lowe's podcast uh, probably a week after the all-star break and uh, they were just talking I mean last week <laughs> she's time and uh, he said that the, because uh, the basketball tournament, the TBT, uh, has been doing this for three summers, if I'm not mistaken, and games have ended on free throws 11% of the time. That's not bad at all. That's fine. And when you really, really, I was telling my dad about this because he was like, nah, you got it. You can't change it. Like, you can't just change the NBA or whatever. I'm just like, listen, have you ever watched the end of any of these basketball games? They're they awful. They why suck. is the end? It's so bad. Why are, why are the last two minutes supposed to be, they're the most important and they are the worst to watch? And why are the last two minutes 15 to 20? It's awful. It is so, so bad. And uh, it would be, I think it would be lunacy for them to not try this ASAP in a bunch of, I'm not telling them to change the NBA schedule and the the end of NBA games right now, but you try it in your little experiment leagues with the G League, the Summer League, you just give it a go and see how it works. Because man, was was that great. A small sample size, but... I mean, if there's any way to fix just how broken the end of NBA games are now, this is probably the best chance uh, I've ever seen. Who won uh, uh, MVP of the game? Kawhi. He had nine threes. 
Oh my god. Yeah, but that's about it. I think he actually ended with like 29 points with nine threes. Oh, he was wow. all right. Uh, I think Giannis would have got it if they won because Giannis was basically they, they were losing after the first quarter, and he's like, "We're not doing this." Yeah. So he just like I think he had maybe. I'm not kidding. Double digit dunks in the second quarter. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a pretty good All Star game. But the first three quarters were kind of like anything you've ever seen. Yeah, you know, okay. just everyone's kind of going through it. Everyone's taking their turns. The first quarter for sure was just like layup line. Like yeah. let's let's get moving here a little bit. But um, I really another thing that uh, not a lot of people have talked about, which I think was an amazing improvement, was not only were they playing for charities each quarter. So if the Giannis team won, it would go to a specific charity that quarter, and then vice versa for another quarter. They had the kids that were part of this charity where the money was actually going to baseline with shirts on saying team Giannis or team LeBron. So if they were slacking, you saw those kids on the side and they're like, what is going on? Like you guys, neither you guys are making money for us. Let's go. That's heavy. Yes. That was brilliant. Really good move by the NBA. Yo, you, you guys want to slack this game? Exactly. Look to the baseline. hundred percent. Love it. Love it. So yeah, I thought, uh, all-star weekend. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of who they're saying. I think it was Rosillo. Ryan Vasilo was saying this on uh, the Bill Summons podcast. When you really just take the NBA All-Star Weekend as an absolute celebration of basketball and the entire community, both locally and globally, and uh, the NBA community as far as like the alumni go and the Hall of Famers and stuff like that, they do an absolutely incredible job. You know, like yeah. front to back, the entire celebration. I've been very fortunate to be able to go to the 2014 one in New Orleans. I can't wait to go back to another one. It's got to be a hot weather one, though. And it really just is a celebration of basketball. And they do such a good job. And, f- like, forget about these competitions and, uh, like, the the skills comp or like, them changing the three-point cut. Those are such minute details to the entire t- big uh, like take a step back kind of big picture idea of like they're just celebrating basketball in the best way possible five days the best players in the world having a good time i love what ryan Russell said about that and that's definitely the way i think about it now what would you change about this weekend or the weekend going forward oh geez I, oh man um more, i would say more fan tickets at the events yeah because it's a lot of corporate tickets there like whether it's sponsors or team stuff player stuff um the lower bowl there's really just no fans there and you could really tell when the game isn't good Uh, um so no interest yeah so if i could change anything it would be that like i don't know if you put the corporate tickets up top but then you're losing like it's all a money thing right yeah other than that i wouldn't change much i would bring back two ball or uh, uh, not two ball, uh, sh- shooting challenge, uh, whatever they called it. Remember when Chris Bosh hit like nine- Shooting stars? Yeah, shooting stars. Yeah. Bring back shooting stars. I love that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Bosh noted also that happened in the past month, one of the little tidbits I picked up, not named a Hall of Fame finalist. Damn. I mean, uh, if there's any year to not be named, it's this one because yes. it's an all-timer with yeah. Duncan, Kobe, who else, like Garnett and stuff like that. Like, it's yeah. it's just silly. Um, so yeah. Chris Bosh can wait. Chris, uh, Chris Weber's been waiting for a decade. Yeah, so Bosh will get in. He'll be fine. Yeah. 
Uh, no iTunes episode uh, today, uh, Apple Podcast episode, Spotify, shout out, because uh, we're doing this uh, in the day. You got WWE plans tonight. I got to get back to work. So uh, True. this is uh, not live, kind of in studio, but you're listening to it live here on 101.5 UMFM. We'll be back with uh, our uh, plus episodes, I'm sure, as we go down the stretch here in this NBA season. But uh, stick here on 101.5 UMFM for some awesome content. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.